Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of the Lean Toss-Up CDL uh, Picks and Bets podcast. I am joined, as always, uh, by my guest, uh, Ryan of CDL Metrics. Uh, how are you doing today, Ryan? I am doing good. Uh, very excited. We're one day away from ranked play coming to Vanguard, so I will be grinding that uh, pretty much all weekend and the weekend after. Uh, and yeah, we have more COD. It's the last week of qualifying matches for the first major. So uh, we'll get to see where teams fall uh, in that bracket. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a, a good weekend of matches. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to, to ranked play in Vanguard too. I bought it over Christmas. Haven't really gotten a chance to play it much. Mostly just waiting for ranked play. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I'm excited for ranked play. That was the best part of Cold War for me. I didn't play a ton of public matches. Ranked play was always really fun. And I think uh, if you want the most fun... It, if you're listening to this podcast, you play Call of Duty. So, like, if you if if you're not just listening to this podcast to, to get amazing bet betting tips, but if you if you play Call of Duty and you want you bet on Call of Duty, you're going to get your most fun out of right play because it's basically you're you're playing what you watch every week. So, so yeah. So let's talk a little bit about last week. Um, there was last week was a little chalky. Um, as we talk, and we kind of thought that too, right? We we said it was going to be a little chalky. We were expecting a bit more of a chalky matchup. Um, but there was also some surprising upsets. Um, for one, Minnesota almost upset Seattle. That would have been a pretty impressive upset. And we were kind of on Seattle there. Uh, Florida almost upset the Thieves. We were on that one. We liked we liked Florida. Um, we had them we had them on the spread. Um, Florida lost to Toronto 3-0, but that probably it was you could make an argument 3-0 the other way. LAG beat London. I think that was kind of an upset, but we were on LAG for that one too. Um, New York got destroyed. What are your thoughts on this? What, what was the thing you found the most surprising last weekend? Is it just how far New York has fallen? Is it Florida's resilience? Seattle? What was the thing that caught you? What's the big takeaway you have from last weekend? Um, I would say it was a pretty good, uh, at least with the way I saw things playing out, it was pretty drastic in terms of matches going kind of exactly how I thought they would and matches going kind of exactly not how I thought they would go. Um, Yeah, you just run through them like Paris, they looked bad all weekend. That's not much of a surprise. Um, Yeah, Seattle-Minnesota, that first match on Friday was really exciting. Um, another, you know, game five, round 11 for Minnesota. This time they don't pull it out. Um, Seattle stays undefeated. So that was probably the most exciting match of the weekend, um, overall. And then, yeah, the whole New York situation kind of played out how I thought it would. Although, so last week, right, royalty subs in for Neptune. Um, we talked about how that New York team on such short notice might look pretty bad in their first match especially against a good team like the thieves uh and overall they yeah they didn't look great uh, i was surprised they they won the search and destroy game too uh we talked a little bit about how the sub might affect things and we said like you know the search and destroy might look bad but they might be competitive in those respawn games but it was kind of the other way around royalty was playing from canada on a really high ping compared to the other guys who were in the states so that was obviously a weird matchup. Uh, London come out hot again and take care of Minnesota, and then the next day lose to LAG. But I will say the LAG thing 
wasn't super surprising. They did get 3-0'd by Toronto earlier uh, that weekend, but again, a super close 3-0. So to come out and beat London, again, that was in four matches or four games, but again, really close overall. Um, Yeah, Toronto went 6-0 on the weekend, but honestly could have lost all of those maps. Um, Granted, they played with a substitute on Sunday because Cammy wasn't feeling well, so... A little bit of weirdness with roster shuffling uh, and just like the matches, you know, be, being relatively quick for the most part, but the maps themselves were were all kind of a grind. Um, so a lot of series that could have gone either way. I think most of it played out how we maybe expected it to. So maybe this week it kind of comes around the other way and we get we see some more upsets uh, and stuff like that uh, right before the major. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I am super excited to figure out where these teams are going to fall uh, in terms of winners bracket, losers bracket. Um, for sure, some teams have solidified themselves in winners bracket, like Phase, uh, Seattle, London. Those teams are all three and zero or three and one. And then you, you know, you got Paris down at the bottom, zero and four. New York, zero and three, with a couple more tricky matchups. So, um, but everyone else, you know. It's a shuffle of, you know, who's going to be the three seed, four seed, five seed, all that stuff. So we'll get that all squared away uh, just over the next few days. Yeah, um, I think normally I'd love to do a a deep dive as to who's in in what. And maybe we'll talk a little bit about standings. But, like, there's just so much up in the air that we don't know who's going to be in what position. And, and like, because... Optic right now they're currently in losers bracket. We we did some uh, we did a deep dive on this just before we started recording it. We've determined that Optic is in the losers bracket. So for those who are unsure unaware, um, if you look at the current Call of Duty League on Twitter, they ha- they posted standings and it shows Optic in eighth place, but that's not actually following their tiebreaking procedures because their tiebreakers um, they and Optic and Minnesota have the same stand have the same record. By their own rules, they're supposed to apply it as the team that has um, they, the team that has the head-to-head match. The, the tiebreakers go and falls. If there is a head-to-head tiebreaker, the team with the head-to-head tiebreaker wins it. So that so theoretically, Optic is supposed to be above Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's supposed to be above Optic, but they have Optic above them because they're claiming that their map win percentage is higher. So, um, again, that's a very trivial point. If Minnesota and Optic both end up as eight and nine, probably something either. Well, actually, maybe not. Yeah, something would definitely would have gone horribly wrong for Optic if that's the final uh, standing of the of the week. But again, I think that's something that'll be ironed out in the at the end uh, there. But that's a it's an interesting thing. So yeah, I mean, right now that's where the standings are. We'll talk a little bit about that. I think we can kind of see who's going to be in the winners bracket, who isn't. Um, I think we'll talk about the subliners when we get to them. I think one of the big takeaways for me is that Paris is just not a team at this point. I think there's probably a point in time where they'll be able to take a mat like a match off of someone, and they're probably going to be good for a map win here or there. So, for example, I think um, the first match we'll talk about them. Um, you can get pretty good odds on them to win a. You can get the pretty good odds on them to win a map in some of their matches this week. But like outside of that, they have no slang ability in in hardpoint anymore. That's that's completely faded. Their search is not great either, and they're they're good at control, specifically Gavutu control. So 
either one, if you're playing them, either one, you ban Gavutu control. You you basically um, you ban Gavutu from all the map pools, which you can. Or you ban Tuscan and then play them on Gavutu control to better yourself. <laughs> you either you practice against the best, the masters of Gavutu. Um, so I think in this, in this case, we're going to call them the Gavutu Legion. Um, but no, I mean, some interesting things, some interesting comparisons. I, I think what we said at the beginning of the year, and, and I guess we're just going to keep talking about it. It's our tier theory, right? The tier theory said there's a higher tier, which is the top three-ish teams, give or take, right? So that's Toronto, Atlanta, Seattle, in some order. And then there is the bottom tier, which is currently just Paris. Maybe there's an argument Florida's in there. I would argue it's not, but some people might try to argue that. And then there's a giant middle tier, which is just everybody else. And if you get a if you get a plus price against anybody in that middle tier, you bet it. And that works worked pretty well so far. Um, so yeah, let's get started into the games. Then we'll talk about the standings more later. So as I was just saying, first game, uh, the Los Angeles Thieves take on the Gav- the Gavitu Legion. Um, Thieves minus two and a half plus one hundred five. Uh, Paris Legion plus two and a half minus one thirty five, Thieves minus eighteen hundred on the money line, Paris plus seven seventy five over three and a half minus one thirty under three and a half even. Um, so this is again, um, this is basically um, uh, this is on Bodog. I have the bet three six five ones up. It's not a huge difference between those. Um, on this, I don't hate. Um, there's a couple things like I, that the I mean game map one hard point spread thieves minus forty five and a half that actually kind of seems pretty good, um, map three Paris plus one and a half minus one twenty five that looks good. I mean here's the thing this is a hard one to bet because we know who's going to win this map. We're not going to lay a minus eighteen hundred for for um for reference you'd have to bet one hundred eighty dollars to win ten dollars. I mean you could do that. That's uh, uh no not one hundred eighty dollars sorry sorry eighteen. So one thousand eight hundred dollars. My bad. Sorry about that math. You have to lay one point eight. So you were right. You were right. One eighty to win ten or eighteen hundred to win a hundred. So yes. You had it. Oh, I had it. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. So I'm not. I am not going to bet one hundred eighty dollars to win ten dollars. <laughs> um, that seems a bit of a waste. But that being said, we could bet on the thieves minus uh, forty five and a half. That's actually pretty good. But the problem is that that is that a uh, <laughs> is that a bokash? That's the thing. If it's a bokash, we're not touching that. Um, but then also map three again. Is it is it Gavitu? If it's Gavitu, you bet that and bet even uh, Paris money line on like Gavitu. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think um, do you give Paris any chance in this game? What are your thoughts on Paris and competitive balance in general? I guess. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. Paris has a chance. Listen, there's always a chance for every team. It's slim, no doubt. And any um, any given Sunday. Yeah, exactly. Or Friday in this case. But um, yeah, I do have Paris as the better control team, and I do think it's pretty likely they play Gavutu. uh, And now we know, I I remember they were talking on the broadcast about um, teams winning coin flips to determine veto process and stuff. So at least for the regular season matches, coin flips determine who gets like who gets to pick team A or team B to do the whole veto process. So, like, if Paris come out and win the coin toss, that means they get to pick the control map, because there's only two of them. Um, So they'll just ban the one they don't want to play, which presumably would be Tuscan. And honestly, I think if Thieves win the coin toss, um, we've seen them play Tuscan four times. 
they're one and three. We've seen them play Gavudu twice, and they're one and one. So they probably prefer Gavudu overall, which also makes sense. I'd say the strength for the Thebes is with their AR duo, um, and you want to play, you know, an AR heavy map like Gavudu over Tuscan. And yeah, Paris no doubt want to play Gavudu. They're three and one on that, and just zero and one on Tuscan. So I do think it's pretty likely we see that map. Uh, just for that, I think there is decent value in taking Paris to win map three. Um, I'm seeing about plus 180, uh, somewhere in that range. You know, as long as it's better than even money, like to me, that is a smart play. So if you want to take it, like, just do that map. If you want to do map spreads, you can, but again, be wary because if you get a Bocage map one, right, we might have a 20 point game. That's just how it plays out. Tuscan honestly plays out kind of similarly. Um, so that's always tricky. If you see the maps before the match is started, then go for it. But um, I think right now I just like the control for Paris at plus 180 or you know, really anything north of even money is fine with me. Uh, and if you're going to go minus 2.5 or plus 2.5 for either side, again, I'd lean Paris just because of that strength and control. Um, you do have to lay a little bit of juice with Paris to not get swept, but, um, I mean, we saw this exact matchup at the kickoff on day one. It was a, a three, one win for thieves and Paris won the control. So I think like most likely scenario, we get that same result. Um, if Paris come out and go, you know, screw this, we're already Owen four, like this match means nothing. We're in losers bracket. You know, Thieves have something to play for right now. They're two and one. They'd obviously like to solidify their spot in the winner's bracket by winning this. So, you know, maybe we see Paris kind of sleepwalk through it and get 3-0'd. That's obviously on the table. They're the worst team in the league. But I think just playing the numbers, it makes sense that we might see a 3-1 for Thieves. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think... And I've actually really loved betting on on hard point spreads in a lot of these hard point spreads. I haven't touched a lot of search spreads, but I want to get into those a little bit more. But yeah, like in a lot of cases, I haven't I haven't bet a ton of top lines, especially in the like when you have to lay something like. And again, this one is plus is minus one thirty five for the plus two and a half, which I think that's okay. Um, but when we're starting to get into some other ones, and we're about to get to some in a second here, um, when you have to lay a ton of when you have to lay a ton, it's a lot of cases, it's actually just straight up better to just start picking on little individual games. Um, so I, I agree with that. And actually, that's a perfect segue to the next game where we have FaZe taking on the Minnesota Rocker. Um, FaZe minus one and a half, minus 175. So this is, again, um, you have to lay $17.50 to win $10 cents or, or $10 or $175 to win $100. That's not that bad. Um, it's when you start getting to like minus one and a half, minus two hundred, or minus two fifty. When you have to like lay two hundred and fifty dollars to win a hundred dollars, or twenty five dollars to win ten dollars. That's when it starts. That's when I get a little balk a little bit, and I'm like, I throw that into parlay or something. Um, phase is minus three eighty five on the money line. Minnesota is plus two fifty five on the money line. Over three and a half, minus two fifty. Under three and a half, plus one eighty five. This is actually a match we've seen. We saw quite a few times last year. Um, this is actually the classic revenge match for Priesta and Major Maniac. Um, I don't like this. Is it's gonna it's gonna be stupid because this is they're gonna screw us on this. But I'd say on I'd say Phase Three O. 
I think you phase three is probably some value. Map one phase minus forty and a half. Like some of these, like the Minnesota, this Minnesota team is really bad at hard point, and like phase almost three would Boston breach. They arguably should have actually no. Well, no, they didn't because they lost the search. Min this this phase. Oh, that's that's the issue. Is it's going to be search, isn't it? Hmm. Well, I I'd start picking on like hard point spreads and and some stuff like that. I wouldn't mind laying a little bit on the three o. I think once FaZe figures out their search and destroy, Minnesota has definitely not figured out their search and destroy. But I think once FaZe figures it out, or at least has figured it out enough to beat Minnesota, I think this team could start... This is one of the best teams in the league, and I think we're going to start seeing them pull away from from when when they only beat Paris 3-2. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I see this somewhat similarly as the Thieves-Paris match, just in terms of how I how I think the final result will go. Um, and I, yeah, I see a phase win three, one probably. Um, and just like the first match, I do have the underdog as being the better control team. So uh, if you're going to make me pick anything, I would say Minnesota right now to win map three is about plus plus one forty. Um, again, I have them favored to win that, um, to win that map no matter what map it is, um, whether it's Gavudu or Control, they seem to do okay at both, uh, or Gavudu or Tuscan, I should say. So, yeah, I, I don't mind that. Um, you know, do a little Paris to win Control in the first match, Minnesota to win Control in the second. If one of those comes through, you're doing okay. Um, but, yeah, hard points, a big discrepancy. And this is actually one where I don't think the map spread matters a ton, because even if it is Bocage or Tuscan, like Atlanta has proven that they can win big on those really tightly contested maps. Um, yeah, Atlanta's search has been a little troublesome uh, in regards to like the standards they set themselves to. And Minnesota's has been kind of up and down as well. Um, I have it pretty split in terms of search and destroy win percentage for these teams, about a 50-50 split. So um, yeah, obviously the big difference is hard point. I think Atlanta probably win game one and four, uh, maybe take the game two search and drop the game three control. So again, I would lean three one. I don't like a lot of the prices on this. Like the phase minus one and a half is a little too pricey for me. Uh, same thing with the money line. Um, and honestly, for like the, the game one hard point, I see something like minus 400, which, you know, they, they should be really heavy favorites, but um, I might look for the uh, for the hard point uh, map spread as opposed to just doing the money line on on such a big price like that. But um, yeah, uh, I think two matches to start off Friday that kind of go similarly, uh, where we see the favorite win, but the underdog at least makes things a little scrappy and doesn't get swept. Yeah, that's that's a good thing. You're worried about Minnesota beating, winning the control. I'm, I'm more worried about Minnesota winning the search. I think that's probably the bigger thing, but I think if phase cleans that up, I think this is a three Oh, um, but we'll have to see. I, maybe I'll throw a little on the phase three Oh, I don't know. And probably, I think the minus one and a half is, is pretty good too. Obviously stack your bets a little bit so that it's like you get a lot of the, the three, three, one. And if you get a three, one, and then, if you get the three zero, then you get it a little bit better, and then bet some individual spreads in there. But yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think there's there's some really good ways to 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 make some make some money on that match, even if there's a blowout, right? Because I think 
this Minnesota team is just really struggling, and I don't know. I think the the fun thing will be if they because um, right now they're fate, they're actually the underdog in their other match too. I think it would be hilarious if Faze crushes them and then they win their last game against LAG, um, which I think that's that'd be kind of hilarious. And we'll get to that later. But I think I'm gonna maybe actually take them in that match. But anyway, moving on to the last match we have on Friday, Friday night game, uh, Toronto versus Optic Texas. Toronto minus one and a half plus one fifteen. Optic Texas plus one and a half minus one fifty. Toronto minus two hundred on the money line. Optic Texas plus one fifty. Um so Optic, after losing their first match in the uh in the kickoff classic, they then lost their next two matches to Minnesota and London, who are better than we think they were now at that point, right? We I mean, except for Minnesota, right? We thought London was pretty good. They underperformed, then they did well. Minnesota people thought they were horrible. They're not horrible, but they're not amazing. So after losing three straight matches, the last two in Game 5s, uh, they then turn around and 3-0'd the worst team in the league, Paris. I'm sold. Uh, where where uh, where do I put my money on Optic? No, I mean, seriously, though. Like, this is a massive overreaction. There's clearly value on Toronto minus one, minus one and a half. Uh, my model prices, the minus one and a half is even. So it's about right, but you're still getting 20 or so points of value on that. Um, I've got Toronto favored. I've actually got Optic favored in the control, but then by game four, Toronto should clean it off with the uh, should be able to clean it out with the uh, with the hard point. Game one hard points, it's pretty close though. I, like no, I'm on. I'm fully on Toronto here. Looking at some of the spreads, uh, map one Toronto minus fifteen. If that's not a bocage, that's pretty attractive. If that's a, if that's a, if that, that, I'm not sure if they optic plays Gavitu anymore, but if that's Gavitu, or if that's a anything else really, if that's a Berlin, hundred percent, yeah, yeah my, minus fifteen and a half looks really attractive there. Um, and then on the search, like optic search was really bad. That was not fun at all. Um, minus one and a half on the search, I actually really like that as well. Again, so Toronto, Toronto, like. They were massive favorites against Florida. Um, then it was announced the day of that Cami was sick and um, Cami Cami was sick, and that they were going to bring their substitute Hixie in, and that was actually really cool. Um, so they came, they announced that, and then the price dropped. Uh, the price on the minus one and a half crash. They were down to two, minus two hundred on the money line. I grabbed the minus one and a half at plus one hundred, and I also parlayed Toronto to beat them. I also parlayed that with the LA Rams to win the Super Bowl, and that happened. So that was uh, that was that was a nice little uh, catch I got there. But no, I I don't um, I don't I, I like Toronto here minus one and a half again. We're assuming Cami's okay. I mean, here's they could have just gotten like a just food poisoning. I, what I suspect is this more or less is like Cami got like food poisoning or something. Now again, we don't know. I, I'm not going to speculate. Usually, don't speculate as something horrible, but the, probably the most likely outcome here or something. Again, we haven't heard any announcement. Is that Cami got like food poisoning or something, and that the team itself trusts they trust uh, they trust Hixie enough that they're like, yeah, sure, come in. We'll, we'll 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 take down Florida. It's fine, right? And I think that's actually a pretty good. I, I think the fact that, like, because we've seen people play through sickness, right? Like, we saw Hydra near death playing once. And, yeah. and like, I, I don't know exactly what happened to Cammy, 
but like I think that on on some level, unless Cammy was literally dying, which again we have no evidence that he is or wasn't. Unless Cammy was completely, because I think is you have to remember that Hixie is right there in Toronto with them. He's in the same facility, right? So if if any of them just don't feel well someday, and again it was against Florida, they were pretty confident about the match. So honestly, there if there was no issue with them just getting Hixie the start, I. I don't think uh, I think that was kind of what happened. I don't think Cammy was like near death. I think they're just kind of like, yeah, sure, let's let's see what uh, Hixie could do. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think um, do you think that them almost that the three o the three o that could have been a three o the other way? Do you think that was um, do you think that's indicative of this Toronto team, or do you think that maybe this Toronto team is uh, is 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 as good as like the best? Like, does this is still Toronto still the best team in the league, or do you think that that result makes them a little worse? What do you think? Yeah, um, I so going into last week, I did have Toronto as the number one team despite their loss to the Surge um, in their regular season match. Um, and going into this this week, I still have Toronto as the number one team um, despite you know like they did go three and zero in both their matches last week, but they were by razor thin margins. Um, Seattle similarly, they did only play once last week, but it was a three two win it went to a game five round 11 uh super close against a minnesota team that we think is probably back half of the pack um but okay so both teams similar results in that they were narrow victories with tight maps um so i I really don't see them moving too much i will say optic yes they beat paris who are the worst team in the league but they did exactly what we needed to see from them. They dominated every map. Um, the Bocage went to time, which a lot are going to, um, but they still ended up winning by 60-plus points. Uh, they took care of the Berlin Search, 6-3, and won control on Tuscan, 3-1. So much improved from Optic. Let's see it against a good team now. Um, but yeah, I, I think the price... At least for this match, I like Toronto on, even though they're they're still decently heavy favorites. I do think, yeah, Texas is just getting a little more love, um, just based off of their last, you know, showing looked really good. But yeah, I mean, Toronto's still the best or second best team in the league, and Texas just needs to prove that still. Um, the minus one and a half I have going to Toronto about fifty four percent of the time. So again, it's plus 115 I see so that's pretty good value again as long as you're getting over even money on a lot of these you're you're doing okay um yeah the one area of concern I'd say is control optics one decent mode and again we've talked about this with the other two matches at least from the way I see things is that the underdog has a really good shot at control um and we may see that stick throughout the year again if tie-breaking round goes to whoever has the most kills i do think that favors you know worse teams like underdog type teams uh because you know you can kind of just play for kills and if we're playing team deathmatch like you know the underdog can win that more times than not so you know control texas could get one on but yeah their surge has been troublesome they're dead last in the league in first blood percentage um even worse than Paris, believe it or not. Uh, Yeah, Optics' first blood percentage win rate is 37.3%, which is just really bad. Toronto has been a little disappointing as well. Um, They're only at 44.7%. But yeah, I just got to believe Toronto's the better search team. So far, they've been a better hard point team. 
Uh, and I even do give them a slight edge in control for, for what I've said about Texas being good at it. I do still think Toronto's better. So um, although I do have Toronto better at them in every mode, again, I see a 3-1. I think we have three ones up and down the board on Friday um, coming from those those favorited teams. Yeah, if if Optic's going to win this, um, they're going to need to pull something out. They're going to need to probably win a Berlin hard point, which they've looked really bad on. Um, the coin flip probably is going to have to go their way. Uh, they have yet to play Gavudu Control, interestingly enough. Um, Optic, that is. And Toronto has only played it once. So maybe if you're Optic and you win the coin toss, even though you have more reps on Tuscan and you've looked good on it, maybe throw a curveball out there and give them Gavutu, um, because Toronto's look good on both maps, despite the the um, only having played once on Gavudu. So, again, if you're Optic, I, I think you got to be creative with the vetoes, with your strats, because Toronto are maybe the most creative team in the league when it comes to that stuff, so you've got to counter that in some way. But, um, yeah, I, I do think the price on Texas has just gone a little bit out the door with their last performance, you know, it's a, their first win of the year. People are excited about that. Now they want to get on Texas, but I would just say, hold your horse. You got a, a tough opponent coming up in Toronto and, you know, maybe another tricky one uh, later this weekend as well. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I agree with that. I like, again, this is, this Toronto team is, uh, Sorry, I just got an email. That's fine. It came through on the sound. That's okay. No, um, no, I yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not completely sold on this uh, on this optic team yet. I think they've got a long way to go before I start really trusting them and 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 putting stuff on them. Next up, we move to Saturday. Seattle Surge take on the Florida Mutineers uh, on Bovada. Minus two and a half is plus one fifty. Plus two and a half is minus two hundred for Florida. Seattle Surge minus six fifty on the money line. Florida plus four hundred. Over three and a half minus one seventy five. Under three and a half plus one thirty five. Now here's the thing, and if you look at my model, I've got this as a pretty well. I've got see, I've got. I actually don't find a, a ton of. I actually think Seattle's a bit undervalued on the money line. It's about. I mean. There's not a huge difference between um, minus 650 and the minus 900 that I have, um, but I um, like I don't see a huge um, like I see some value definitely in like the problem with this this Florida team is they've really had a bunch of bad bounces, right? I mean they lose the the hard point to Tor- the Bocage hard point to Toronto by a point in in just an insane hard point that. And Bakaj is such an insane map that it just completely destroys all known rules of, of how hard points are supposed to go. They do that. Then they lose the search 6-5. And they lose a control 3-1. And then Florida against Thieves last week. Um, they get they get they get blown out in both the hard points. And then they um then they win the search, which great good for them. Win the control, they hold on a three two in a control, get blown out in the game four hard point. They were actually very close in the game one hard point. They actually had a lead in that for quite a while, probably could have pulled it off. But then in game five they just fall apart and thieves take it, um, to win the win the match three two. And again, against Toronto, that was a three oh that could have been a three oh the other way, with again 
literally second, like any any one second left, any one second either way in that hard point could have flipped it, or vice versa in terms of the the search again around and the control again. Control the rules of control are just really bad. I know that no no model will back me up on this, and I don't think the model's not going to say there's value on this Florida team, but there's value on this Florida team. I think this Florida team could upset Surge this week. And again, we've talked about the tier theory and that Seattle's one of the top tier teams and Florida's one of the bottom tier teams. I, I get that. The middle tier teams, bottom and the middle tier. But like this Florida team, has, they're, they're really competitive in all these games. And, and the problem with my model, at least, I'll speak to my model. I'm not gonna, I'll let you maybe elaborate on your model and how your model differentiates between games. But the problem is, so when Seattle was taken to a game five by Minnesota last week, now, generally, that wasn't good for them. Their their ELO value, their ELO points dropped a little bit after that happened. But then Minnesota, after taking to a game five, turned around and immediately got blown out by London and just outslayed crazy by crazy. Minnesota like took the fight to Seattle, and then Minnesota got destroyed. The issue here is that if uh, when that when the model is built now. It when Minnesota dropped after getting destroyed by London, that same drop didn't apply to Seattle as well because it it doesn't it doesn't account for it. So Seattle didn't didn't drop any points after they 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 beat Minnesota, but because of that they've now fallen like they haven't they haven't moved at all since then, right? So the model is basically what I'm saying here is that the model is overvaluing Seattle, and that there is probably going to be some value on Seattle this week. So I think it's really interesting. Of uh, of what we can do here, and I think we might be. Able, I think there might be some value on this Florida team. I, I bet on this Florida team when they were plus four hundred against thieves. Did not regret that at all. I'm definitely thinking of running it back against uh, Seattle here this week. What do you, What are you thinking here? Yeah, um, I will say my model also does like Seattle, like by the slimmest of margins. Um, and I don't hate it. The thing is. It's just the prices are, are tough. And I do think we're going to see a bounce back from Florida. We talk about how, like with betting, you can see stock price fluctuations. Right now, right, you're, you're picking Seattle at their highest value. Like, they've been perfect in the group stage so far. They've been one of the most talked about teams throughout the year, including the kickoff classic. Um, I do think it, it eventually their luck runs out a little bit. And I do think Florida's turns around, like you said, a lot of their bounces aren't going their way. Um, I don't, it, it's tough. This is a really tough one for me to figure out. Um, Seattle, they're five and zero in uh, round 11 so far this year. You think that's got to correct itself at some point, but at the same time, they're a top four team in first blood percentage. Florida is a bottom three team in that same category. You know, hard points for the you know Seattle. It's maybe their weakest game mode, but for Florida, that hasn't been great. There's not really a thing Florida can like, you know, bank on really. Uh, every match it seems like is going to be a fight. And control, especially, has been troublesome for them. Um, just two and four on the year when including the kickoff classic. Yeah, um, I think obviously again most common scenario you're going to get a Seattle three one. Uh, maybe a 3-0 if Florida just comes out really slow. But um, yeah, th- there's something telling me that like this Florida team is going to bounce back in a major way somehow. Um, maybe it's not right now versus Seattle. Maybe it's at the first major or whatnot. But um, yeah, I got to think they'll they'll 
come up for this match is their last match of the stage um, before the, the brackets uh, lock in for that first major. So they're going to throw it all out there, try to improve the two and three. Hopefully that's good enough for them to not start in loser's bracket. But um, I think in all likelihood, we do see a Florida loss. I, I don't know. I, I might stay away from this game completely because um, Seattle does want to lock up the number one seed overall. If Atlanta wins and beats Minnesota, right, that's, you know, more motivation to do that. So it's tough. I, I do think brighter days are ahead for Florida. Um, I just, I don't know if it's now because Seattle is, it's it's just that team I don't want to step in front of right now. So it's a hard pass for me. Um, if the prices fluctuate a lot before game time, I might consider it. Uh, like if Florida somehow gets up to, you know, plus 450, plus 500, maybe I'll, I'll really start to consider it then. But um, yeah, they're, they're just a tough team to figure out as they were last year too. Yeah. I mean, their, their, their price could definitely move if they get to like plus 450, plus 200. I think you got to put something on that. Interestingly enough, if you look at the map spreads, um, I'm seeing surge minus 25.5 in map one, which is really, really low. My model definitely has value on Seattle and a hard point. So I'm going to, I'd consider that. That would be something I consider. But again, if it's a bocage, right, you, you don't bet that. I, I don't know. I just, I like this. I agree that this Florida team is better days are ahead for them. I just, I think maybe it's now. And I think the best part is, is that, like, I'm trying to think of, I love making comparisons to NFL teams. And one hit me today for Florida. And I think it makes a lot of sense. I think they're the Atlanta Falcons. I think if that, if that makes sense to you, do you think they're the Atlanta Falcons of the CDL? You can see it. Um, now Atlanta, yeah, I remember last season, they were a, a bad team that kept winning games. I, I I kind of get the the volatility aspect of it where like Atlanta have the talent to beat anyone Atlanta Falcons that is have the talent to beat anyone um but so often we see them just flop um so I get it from that perspective uh but yeah it's I don't know comparing CDL teams to NFL teams is like a fun exercise it can be very tricky though it can be we're going to have we're going to have to do that going forward I think we're going to have to I know some some of them are super easy, but um, I have some I have some takes on some of them. I think uh, I think the one one of the ones that I know for sure is Paris is the Houston Texans of the CDL. Yes. Yep. Yeah, not the Jaguars. <laughs> they're the Texans. Um, which there's a very specific badness to the Texans that other organizations don't have, and that's that's why they're the Texans. Moving on, Friday uh, Saturday afternoon. Sorry, Subliners versus Boston Breach. Subliners, new look roster with uh, Royalty, who's a Canadian player for all those watching, listening to from Canada. I'm from coming to you from Canada. Not too far from Saga, which if you look at his Twitter handle, Saga Royalty. I believe that's a reference to Mississauga, um, which is a city in the GTM, about an hour or so away from that city. Subliners, plus one and a half, minus 170. Boston Breach, minus one and a half, plus 130. Subliners, plus 165. Boston, minus 220 on the money line. Looking at this, so I actually have this as like I have this as a Boston three two, but looking at these spreads, like I've the map one Boston minus nine and a half, that's insanely high. Like that's insanely low. Like I'm actually I might just bet that right now while you talk. Um, like it's 
these seem like a, this is like a really really high value mark watermark for for this subliners team. I mean, they could pull it off a hundred percent, but like I just I I don't know. Like this team had to face thieves last week. They did pretty well, and I they get there's some, there's some value. Well, like I even have the minus one and a half at plus one fifty three. So if you're getting plus one thirty on that for Boston, that's not bad. I don't know. I I think this the subliners team bounces back. I just don't know if it's this week. Um, I think maybe, I mean, they're not, you have another whole week to practice with royalty. So that's good. Um, I think there's going to be a lot said about did, did royalty fix the problem or not? I think that's going to be the issue. The thing is what is that's going to be said is like, Oh, did, did royalty fix it or not? And like, is, is he fixing the issue? A lot's going to be said about that. I don't think that's really the, the issue here. I think it's just, does this team have more time to practice? I don't know. What do you, what do you think about this? Do you, are you on? I may be seeing some value in Boston minus something. I, I don't know. What are, you, what are you thinking here? Yeah, tricky. This uh, Honestly, both subliners matches might be stayaways for me because I, like, is is Royalty going to play from Canada or wherever he is? He's not with the team, I don't think. So if his ping is going to be, like, in the 80s or 90s every match, like, that's a serious problem. Like, I... Did New York not consider that like they can play with Neptune in the same location and royalty they can't? Because although he might be a better player, like if your internet is going to be that drastically different, like it's going to be a huge burden. So I understand why Boston are pretty heavy favorites in this. My model likes New York just because it's always like New York. Um, these teams played kickoff. New York did win in a three-two. Um, and my model does include kickoff classic data when New York looked half decent. Um, but yeah, since then, it's it's been kind of the opposite. Obviously, New York are 0-3 in group play so far. Um, yeah, this is tough. This is tough. I, I can see it both ways. Um, and yeah, Boston's been trending up. New York has not been. I just think it can swing back the other way, but... Uh, unless I know more about royalty and his internet situation and all that, like these New York games, I I just can't, I, I can't pick. I don't know. I, I think Boston will win. Um, if you're going to make me pick a map count, I'll say, yeah, three, two makes a lot of sense. Um, Cause I think both teams honestly are, are pretty close, you know, hard point search and destroy and control. I think, they're they're pretty back and forth um, where we might just get a scenario where teams just win their own map picks and it comes down to control. Um, yeah, so if you have a lean on Boston, I'm okay with it. Uh, if you want to sprinkle a little on New York thinking they might bounce back, I'm okay with it. But just be wary that like if New York are playing with someone who has an 80 or 90 plus ping, like... That can cause serious issues, especially on a map like Bocage. We saw New York play Bocage against Thieves. And yeah, if your ping is that bad on a map like that, like it could be a nightmare. Royalty did not look good in that match. And I don't want to chalk it up as all internet, but like, man, when <laughs> when you're playing pros and you have that much of a disadvantage, it can make things really tricky. So that might explain why they had a little more success in the search and destroy search and destroy excuse me it's a little slower you can team coordinate a little better but again the team chemistry i don't know if it's there yet after a week um yeah it's tough honestly i can see this going 
any way possible. Like, yeah. could New York come out in 3-0? I mean, I don't think it's likely, but sure. But, like, a Boston 3-0 wouldn't shock me at all if, if New York just kind of says, you know what, we're in loser's bracket. Let's just, you know, keep our strats to ourselves for the next two matches. You know, after this Boston match, they get Atlanta uh, for the final match of the qualifiers. They might just not want to show anything and go, listen, we'll take this to land. You know, we'll make a little loser's bracket run, see what we can do, and then consider things. And I, I do think Boston, right, if you win this match, you're pretty much guaranteed that winner's bracket spot um, sitting at 3-1. and one. So, again, it's a stay away from me. I could talk about this match all day just because of how unpredictable I think it could be. Yeah, I I think so too. I am um, I don't know. I like I was I came into this fully expecting to want to bet on subliners. But I'm just not seeing a number I really like. Like plus 165. Eh. Okay. Minus 1 minus 1.5 plus like plus 1.5 plus 170. Eh, I don't love that either. I, I don't know. I'm yeah, really if, if nothing's jumping off the page, then, I mean, you, yeah, just leave it or look to the other side. Yeah, because, yeah. again, Boston is a public team, right? We could get – this. I don't think this line has moved a lot, right? We could get to uh, we could get to Friday afternoon or maybe even Saturday. Like, by Saturday morning, that line, they could drag that line out, right? That could be minus 300 on the money line. That could get up to plus – they maybe they can get to a plus 200, plus one, like, even on the plus one and a half, right? So, um that I'd probably feel much more open to taking uh, taking Minnesota there. Uh, subliners there. Sorry. Um, moving on to the to the next match we have here, uh, we have Minnesota Rocker versus LAG. Um, Minnesota plus one and a half minus one seventy. LAG minus one and a half plus one thirty. Minnesota plus one fifteen on the money line. LAG minus one fifty on the money line. Over four and a half plus one sixty, under four and a half minus two ten. So this is a very interesting match. Um, it opened even. It was it opened up minus one fifteen, minus one fifteen. I I checked during the Super Bowl for the lines, and the very interesting thing about that is that, and you can kind of even see it here a little bit. Um, so basically at minus one fifty, minus one fifteen, this is basically moved only a little bit from, um, from where it started at in terms of opening lines. Um, but basically, the the minus one and a half on LAG was always less exp- was always more expensive than the minus one and a half for Minnesota. Now, all, there's a very good reason for that, um, but it basically states that they're fully pricing in teams being different on hard point. Because like before, a lot of the times you just kind of see it flat throughout, right? Like you'd see like okay, they're both relatively equal for a minus one and a half each way. But now they're fully pricing in that LAG is better at hard point and. Like, look, get map one, LAG, minus, minus 190. Map two, Minnesota, minus 138, right? So they're fully pricing in that LAG should be winning the hard points in Minnesota, so we should be winning the search and destroys. This is kind of iffy to me. I originally wanted, I was like, when I first grabbed this, I was like, I, I badly wanted to bet LAG. I was like, oh, minus 120, I should grab that. Probably should have grabbed it. I want to get a better, um, I want to get a better price. And... I kind of think that uh, I, I I kind of think this this price isn't bad, but I'm actually in this case now I'm I'm looking more towards Minnesota here. I'm actually thinking maybe Minnesota pulls this off. I mean, if Minnesota wins game two, 
and then they win game three because if there's a control, then all of a sudden then they're guaranteed a game five. So at that point, then at most, all they have to do is win one of two hard points, right? Which is definitely not impossible, right? They can win a hard point. They won a hard point against a Seattle. That's a better hard point team than London. They came relatively close against London in the second one. I think it was the second one was closer than the first one. I think they, but they just couldn't pull it back. They couldn't pull it out. Um, but then you go to game five, they're favored in the search, right? So I, I don't hate the minus 115, and I'm actually kind of at the point now where if Minnesota loses to phase, that price probably goes up to, pl- especially if Minnesota loses to phase 3-0 or like 3-1, that price goes up to plus 150. Then you bet Minnesota, maybe you even get like a min- plus, maybe get like a minus 120 on a plus one and a half or something, and that's maybe not horrible. LAG is not as good as a team as London. Right, London beat Minnesota three one, but LAG is definitely worse than London. I th- well, even the even though LAG just beat Minnesota, like London, like I think LAG isn't a bad team. I'm just not on them right now. I think that longer term, I probably will be. I think they're going to be one of my picks in the major for like a huge run. Like if they play, like I think the actually now that was a great time to bring the standings in here. Uh, one second, let's find Call of Duty League on Twitter here. Let me just call it up here for one second. I'll call it up. I'll look at the standings here. But um, this is basically a place where we could be looking at... We could definitely... Yeah, okay. So right now, LAG is actually 7th. So they right now will be playing Surge. Because um, they have two wins, right? So right now they're actually in winner's bracket. This could be Minnesota's like last chance to get into the winner's bracket. So like I don't hate the idea of picking up of betting Minnesota there to get them in the winner's bracket and then have LEG go on a super long loser's bracket. Because if they're ninth and their first match will be against Florida, cool, they could smash Florida. Or no, sorry, it won't be against Florida, actually. It'll be against the loser of a different match. It'll be the loser against the winner's bracket match. So then they could beat them, and then they can just keep... Like, they could probably go two, three rounds deep into the tournament, I think. Um, what are your thoughts? Are you are you on LEG here? Do you think they're just straight up a better team? Minnesota crumbling? What are your What are your thoughts here? Yeah, this is priced about right. Um, I do have LAG as the better team, um, but I'm not in love with the minus 150 on the money line. And honestly, I thought I would like the minus one and a half plus 130, but I am not in love with that either. Um, this is a rare match where I actually see a little more value in the over four and a half maps. Uh, that's sitting at plus 160. I just think we have pretty drastic differences with certain game modes. Obviously, LAG is a, a really good hardpoint team, um, and Minnesota is not. Uh, so you could see LAG take map one and maybe map four. Uh, and then control-wise, I think Minnesota have proven they're a, a solid control team at the very least, and LAG has really struggled in that mode. And the search and destroys I have is pretty close. Minnesota, a slight edge. So... Um, I think if Minnesota pulls it out, it's probably in a map five where they win both searches and take the control. Um, but if LAG wins it, I can see it probably finishing up in, in four maps, maybe five if uh, if Minnesota does steal a hard point or that first search. So, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. It's obviously hugely important in terms of seeding because in all likelihood we'll have a, a Minnesota team that's at one and three uh facing off against an LAG team that's two and two where if the head-to-head tiebreaker is the tiebreaker that matters you know that could determine who's in like the eighth seed and who's in the ninth seed and that's you know winner's bracket versus loser's bracket so 
yeah, a, a really, really important game. Um, yeah, if you're going to make me make a pick, I will probably take, like, LAG map one, um, maybe against the spread of map one. Or, honestly, yeah, the, the over four and a half maps, I don't hate, honestly. I, I think we'll see another long series. I think Minnesota's going to have a lot of those this year. Um, and I think LAG, at least right now, the best way to bet them, I think, is as an underdog, you take them like minus a map and a half. Because if their hard point is on that day, you know, you only need them to win that game two or game three, and there's your upset. It's exactly the layout we saw against the uh, London just on Sunday. They they won in four when everyone was kind of counting them out uh, just because we knew London was such a hot team. But yeah, if LAG come out guns a-blazing, like this team is kind of scary and hard point. So um, yeah, for me, I don't know if I'm going to do anything with this unless there's some drastic line movement one way or the other. I lean LAG slightly, but um, it's not something I love like the uh, like some of the Friday games. So yeah, so I my model actually does have odds for um, for over maps, and I've got over four and a half maps is as thirty nine point five percent. So that's not bad. That's um... right on the money. Yeah, that's that's about right on. I think. Yeah, I've, I've got it at about forty two percent. So. You know, plus one sixty if that's what you're getting. You get, that's about a, a net even, maybe a little bit of value, but yeah. I do kind of agree though with the idea that like for for LAG the minus one and a half is about the money line. You you'll get burned, but to be fair, if there's an underdog, right, you can just take the money line because the money line will be like you could take the money line in the things like when LAG plays in their team, they'll probably be like an underdog, so you could take like the minus one and a half. And the money line too, so like you can get like maybe plus two hundred the money line, and then like plus three fifty on the minus one and a half or something. But like they're probably catching on to that though. Like these are trying to get priced appropriately now. So that is one other thing. One other thing I will say with LAG, just real quick. I know we think of Minnesota as probably the superior search and destroy team. First blood win percentage, which I think matters a lot. Um, LAG, despite not winning a lot of rounds of search and destroy. They do rank third in the league in first blood win percentage. So if they can convert on those more, I think we see an improvement in that mode. Their hard point is obviously very good so far. Their control needs some work. You know, if they tweak a couple things here and there, like they could be a really scary team, as crazy as that might sound, where, you know, they they just took London 3-1. Like it wouldn't shock me if they go up against a phase against a Seattle and maybe do the same thing. It's It's just... You know, the inconsistency is definitely there too. You know, specifically with the players they have, like Asim can pop off on a map, but he could also go, you know, double negative. Like there's a lot of volatility with some of the players on that team. Um, Minnesota might be a little more consistent. So, yeah, it's going to be a great series. Uh, I'm really excited to watch that one. And um, yeah, again, right now the lean is LAG. I just, if Minnesota's going to go to a map five in like every one of their matches, like good luck trying to figure out if they're going to win or not. If they do have the ice and can win a lot of those, good for them. But I mean, they got to correct some stuff in hard point and maybe tweak control a little bit too before, um, before I have a ton of confidence in them. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think, uh, I think that's the issue. I think, 
I don't like the price in this game right now, but if if Minnesota loses the phase, I'm going to put something on, on Minnesota here. I think that's the idea. And I don't know, even then, like the spread is still only like plus 22. Like, Minis- like the, the thing is when they played London, like was Minnesota just really off that day? Because they were able to keep the hard points a lot closer against against Seattle even. Right, so I'm gonna rewatch those matches and just see what happens. Maybe London got lucky in a lot of different matchups, right? So let's. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna rewatch those games. I'm gonna don't have much time to rewatch them, but I'm definitely gonna take a look at that in the next couple of days, and and I'll see. Thieves versus Ultra, right? LA Thieves play Toronto Ultra on the sun, Saturday night game, the nightcap. Which, by the way, I just want to make one quick point. So much better when we have four games on a, on a day than when we yes. when we have. Then we only have two. That's so much like four instead of the three. Like the 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 Friday, Saturday, four games, four games each. That was great. Now, unfortunately, then meant that Sunday had no games. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be sad. That being said, though, when the major comes up in two weeks, um, I did quick did quick back of the envelope calculation. Uh, there are eighteen matches, eighteen matches spread over four days. So that means that on every day, there's gonna be at least four games. Base and yeah. that assumes no re- replay in the for the finals, right? So I have no idea. No one's announced yet. If it's a best of nine, best of nine with a game, one game advantage, the team from winner's bracket, a best of five, a best of five, and then a, a re-bracket best of five. I don't, I have no idea. So we're going to have to see. I, I'd love it. I'd love if they just fix it to a re-bracket, but we'll, we'll know soon when the pickums thing comes out, we'll be able to figure it out. We're going to game that out. And I'm going to hopefully have odds for my model. I know you will have mods for, Odds for your model. But anyway, four games much better than three games. Anyways, Thieves versus Ultra. Thieves, um, my, plus one and a half, minus 170. Ultra, minus one and a half, plus 130. Thieves, plus 145 on the money line. Ultra, minus 190. Over four and a half, plus 150. Under four and a half, minus 200. This is another game I bet early in the Super Bowl, but I pulled it and... Um, I bet I bet this game. I bet the optic game. Optic. I bet it at minus one ten. Um, when you bet on bet three six five, you can cash out your bet. So I bet it at minus one ten. By the time I woke up on Monday, it had already come down to even. So I pulled it, lost a dollar. I'll live. Um, I'll reinvest it later, and now it's already up to plus one ten, plus one fifteen here on on Bodog. So um, back here for this game. This game opened at minus one ten. I bet it, pulled it on that one. It's actually still minus one ten on bet three six five, but it's up to plus one thirty uh, on. Bodog, so I'll probably just bet it here then. I liked Ultra minus one and a half. Now again, there's concerns here. I if this is an Ultra three one. The problem here is so I actually I have it three one, but I have a lot of like really close games. So I have the Thieves winning game one by fifty points because Toronto has been weak on a lot of game one hard points. I have Ultra dominating in the search. I have Ultra winning the control three one. That'll be an, that would be an interesting control. And then I have game four. I have Thieves winning that two fifty two forty eight, which should lead to a game five, which then Toronto wins three six three. But it's interesting to me that I I think my model is basically saying Toronto has non zero chances to win either one game one or four, and they'll win one of those. And then in that case, that's when you get your three one. Because I've got I've got this basically even as a three one as a Toronto minus one and I've got this basically even. I'll take it because the thing of it is Toronto's played a lot of Bocage game ones and it's dragging down their average. They played a lot of Bocages and they played a lot of surprisingly close hard point game ones, which is, which is dragging down their, their points in my model. The thieves like, sure they crushed, they beat, um, 
they beat um, the subliners 3-1. But then they really struggled against Florida. And although Florida put up more of a fight on a Bocage against Toronto than they did against the Thieves, that was with the sub, right? So, like, I think these, these teams are pretty evenly matched in hard point. If Toronto wins either one game one or game four, you cash a plus 130. I like that a lot. Um, I also think that, yeah, right now, map one, you're seeing Toronto plus 13 and a half on the spread map four, you're seeing a plus 13 and a half. I don't hate those hard point spreads either, especially if game one is a bocage. I think you're, you get, there's some very clear value in that. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm taking Toronto here. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I would lean Toronto. I do think this is maybe a wait and see match. Um, thieves should take care of business against Paris. Toronto have what is a somewhat tricky match against Optic in their first one. If Toronto falters um, and their price drops, and honestly, it, it could drop enough where this becomes a pick 'em or somewhat close to that, then I'm definitely going on Toronto as just that bounce back, that classic bounce back spot for a good team. Um, right now, I do still lean Toronto with all that said. Um, and I don't think, like, if Toronto do come out and beat Optic and Thieves do their thing against Paris, like I don't see this price moving a ton. So I think my favorite way to play it would be wait on that Optic game. If Optic impress and Toronto disappoint, come back on Toronto in this match. Um, and yeah, I kind of agree with everything you said. Hard point is close. I do give a slight lean overall to the Thieves. Um, Search and Destroy definitely goes to Toronto and control definitely goes to Toronto. So you add all that up, I see a Toronto 3-2, but honestly, there's not a lot of difference in um, in likelihood that they win in 3, in 4, or in 5. Um, so my model says they win in a sweep about 23% of the time, they win in 4, 21.2% of the time, and they win in 5 maps 23.5% of the time. So it it's very spread out. Um, these teams put up a heck of a fight against each other at the kickoff. This should be another good one. Um, all signs point to Toronto winning, but yeah, this could be really, really close, close maps and a long series. Um, maybe the best one of the weekend, honestly, but yeah, I'll lean Toronto. The plus 130 is okay, but I'm I'm kind of hoping if I don't decide to make a pick on the Texas-Toronto game, kind of hoping Toronto loses just so I can get a better price on them for this match. But we shall see because there's obviously a lot of cod to be played between now and this game. So, Yeah, for sure. That's the thing. And I think if, if Optic has this kind of like, oh, cool, we're back now. We do this. Then, I mean, again, they're playing the next game. We'll talk about them in a second. Actually, two games from now. We'll talk about them in a second. But yeah, if 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 Optic does come out, like these are a team that Toronto has, Toronto's given them a lot of, like in terms of last year, and again, it's not the same Thieves team. Obviously you have Envoy and you have Octane now, but Toronto, and again, Toronto didn't do this in the kickoff classic. Again, the Thieves just gave it to them on the, on that first hard point. I um, mean, then, and then they were, they should have won. Thieves probably should have won the event, actually. They should have beaten Toronto on the second hard point, but I don't know. Toronto has had a habit, and when you when you look back at last year, two of them, two of the most dominant hard points for the entirety of last season were the were was Ultra beating Thieves once on a that was the fifty point club on on raid, and I think it was another it was a hundred point club on checkmate. 
Maybe. Yeah, I think it was checkmate. It was. It, they were two of the most dom. Yes, it was a checkmate. You're right. It was two of the most dominant hard points that have ever that happened in the entirety of the Cold War season, and it was Ultra versus Thieves. So, I don't know. I'm, it's never great to bet like to look long term trends. You're like, oh, this team's never beaten this team before. Well, until this weekend. But no, I mean, it's yeah. This this Ultra team stacks up nicely against this Thieves team, and and we'll we'll see. I, I I'm I'm kind of uh, I don't hate them. On I hate, I definitely think Ultra's the play here. And this the, yeah, like if if Ultra get beats beats Optic game one, immediately bet Ultra, start betting Ultra against the Thieves. I think because then at that point, then their odds will go down. But like if Optic wins game one, so like this is this is how this is how I do it too. And this is how people listening to this should be doing it. You have you have your sports book open up on game one, the second. That first game is over between Ultra and uh, that the first point's over. If Ultra wins that hard point, immediately bet this game. If Optic wins it, don't bet the game until until like the next day. That or it's actually the day actually it'll be the next day, yeah. So bet it the next day then. That's how that's how that's the best way to bet these things. Um and also too the other way too, right? Like if, if Thieves versus Paris, if Paris somehow wins the first game on hard point, they just immediately bet this Ultra line. Like you have to you have to always think about because they don't like in the, in in an NFL season, like with the NFL lines, if one team beats another team, it doesn't really affect other lines because they only play once a week. But here, like one team plays later on that weekend, so you get a preview of them. So for like a very brief window there, they don't lock down the lines. Like there's a brief window when those lines are open. So go ahead and take advantage of lines that are going to be badly priced. Like take them immediately. Um, that is it for Saturday. For Sunday, the last day of Major One. London Royal Ravens versus Seattle Surge. Ravens plus one and a half minus one sixty five. Seattle minus one and a half plus one twenty five. Ravens plus one forty on the money line. Surge minus one eighty five. Over four and a half plus one sixty. Under four and a half minus two ten. This Ravens team, man, after they crushed Minnesota, people were like, "This team's amazing." I was like, "Yes, I'm. I can't wait to bet this team to win the major." Then they lost badly to LAG in three. Um. I, I am, I I don't like I don't love this line. I think these lines are priced about right. I've got actually I've got Seattle as a much bigger favorite than this. I think their minus one and a half is I got it about even. My model has it minus one hundred seven. It's plus one twenty five. I've got Seattle's money line is minus four hundred. It's minus one eighty five. I I really like uh, Seattle here to win this game. And like if you look at hard point spreads. Um, map one spread Seattle minus one and a half. Okay, that's free. Um, well, actually, the game itself was minus one fifteen, so that you just take the money line at that point. But no, like I, I really do like the Seattle team. I think that London is possibly overvalued, but I could. That being said, I could also see Seattle uh, winning this game. What do you think? Do you think? Um, like this is also another thing, right? Where if Florida takes the fight to Seattle, then Seattle's price goes up for this match, and then at that point, then. Uh, this then then you can get a really good price on Seattle. Maybe you can get them at like minus one twenty for the series. But no, I'm I'm just starting to think that the Seattle like this London team might be a little bit overvalued after last week. Um, with especially with the price we're seeing here, plus one forty against Seattle. What are you thinking here? Maybe I I maybe see things a little differently. You did say that this is priced accurately for the most part. I completely agree with that. I don't really see a lot of value in anything. Um, partly because it's a matchup we've seen, you know, it's two good teams going head to head. Um, and I stand corrected. I said thieves Toronto is my favorite match of the weekend, Saturday night. I think this one's better. Um, so I didn't see that coming, but 
uh, yeah, London, Seattle should be a really good one. I do have Seattle favored. Um, I have them winning this about 60% of the time. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty close. Hard points and searches are, I think they'll go back and forth. It all comes down to control. And I think that's where Seattle has the de- definitive edge on London. Um, but if you're going to make me pick a price, like uh, I think I'll take... Yeah, I think I'll take London plus the 140 as opposed to Seattle minus 185. Um, But again, not something I love. The over four and a half maps, again, shows a little bit of value. So um, that might be a fun play to do instead of picking a side. Uh, But yeah, this this is going to be one heck of a match. The London, again, the whole London LAG thing, I wouldn't worry too much about that. LAG have proven they're a very good hard point team. I think London are too. I think just LAG came out hot. They won both hard points. And when you win 3-1, it looks more convincing than obviously winning in like a 3-2 fashion. But London was right there. Um, So I'm not too worried about them. Seattle did struggle a little bit as well, despite their win against Minnesota, right? It went to another game five round 11. They're not going to win all of those uh, this year. They will fall eventually, but... Um, yeah, I'll lean Seattle to win, but, um, London should make this a really good series. And yeah, just map five. I don't know. Just thinking about this match in my head. I just, I see it happening. Um, and if it does go there again, I do think Seattle takes it. I do have them as the slightly better search team, but, um, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. It's probably just a stay away for me, um, where I just sit back and enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah, I I think so. I I don't know. I, I I don't see value, so I don't love it on this line. But if Seattle goes down, if they lose to Florida or Florida keeps it close and they go down a touch, I I jump on Seattle here. Um, I that think, I don't hate the wait and see strategy. You know, if Seattle falters, come back on them. That I totally get. But yeah, taking it right now, it's tough for me to go either way. Yeah, that makes sense. I just. Um, yeah, I think looking at it now, it's it's not great, but I think you could get some value in the future. I I do like London long term. I think they're probably one of the better teams in the CDL. I just don't know if they have that experience yet. Um, also, I think there's a huge problem with them on 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 Gavitu because they that was the first map they played against LAG. And when I was sitting there waiting for the prep, I'm like, okay, well, Gavitu is like a three AR map. Who's the who's the other AR on London and that uh, they just got blown out and I think London definitely has a problem with because like I think that's why Gavitu is such a is is a is a map that some teams just can't play and I think even like I think Phase is like okay to play it because they've got RC they got RCD and they got Celium. Um I think Toronto could definitely play it because you could throw Insight and you could throw Insight and Cami on an AR you probably need another one too but. And like some teams are better at playing it than others, which is probably why Paris is okay with it because they can throw a bunch of people on ARs. But some teams like Optic and and even to a lesser extent, um, to a lesser extent even Thieves, well Thieves are okay with it. But like there's some teams that really struggle on Gavitu, and I think that might have been one of the reasons why uh, London lost it. So not necessarily a strength on the the Gorillas part, but more a weakness on on LAG's part. On, on I, London's I part. will say. I will say it was not a blow. I you you referred to it as blowout as an eight point loss. Uh, and then oh, that's right. Yeah, it was search and destroy in around eleven. Like London could have three would that series. It went the mm-hmm. other way, and I think a lot of people have this 
like preconceived notion that Gavudu is the blowout map. That has not been the case so far. Gavudu has played obviously not as close as like Bocage or Tuscan, but Berlin, for whatever reason, is the blowout map this year. Um, and maybe that'll correct itself and Gavudu will kind of become that blowout map where rotations just matter so much. But um, I, I disagree. I think London have three capable ARs if if you want to throw, you know, Gizmo is very, very good with whatever weapon you give him. Nasty's been comfortable on an AR, and obviously Zero's the main AR. Uh, Afro has looked good with it at times. He's kind of their main SMG right now. But, um, yeah, I'm okay with London. The, the 3-1 loss to LAG, I'm not too worried about. I think people were just underrating LAG way too much um, in that matchup. So, let's, yeah, slow down on London. I, I do think they'll... They're underdogs against Seattle, no doubt. But um, yeah, I I I think it's very very possible they can take out Seattle, even like a three like if they come out in three zero them, it wouldn't shock me. Like that's how good these teams at the top are, um, and that's how, just how competitive this game can be sometimes. Like we just play such a mixy game where, you know, if you wake up on the right side of the bed that day, you might come out in three zero or you might get o three like. It might be that kind of year, so we'll see. I'm I'm super excited for that, nonetheless. Yeah, I I think so too. I think, um, yeah, it could be. It's gonna be an interesting game. Um, next up, second last game of the weekend, uh, Boston Breach versus Optic. Um, we've got. Let me just call up the, the line here. Boston plus one and a half, minus one forty five. Tex Optic um, minus one and a half, plus one ten. Boston plus 125 on the money line, Optic minus 165. My model is actually kind of just kind of breaks my model at least currently. Now this model, this projection won't go out on Twitter because it'll be updated before. That's the only reason why I don't post all 10 projections at once. I post the, the amount for the first day, second day, and it'll be those update after each match. So this one will never make the delight of Twitter. But um, right now, it, the screen in front of me is saying Boston two, Optic three, Boston 50.3% chance of winning. Optic forty nine point six. So one, I'm going to, have to go fix that. Figure out what the, why that's saying that. But anyways, um, no, I've got this as a dead even match. I've got this as both teams to win plus one hundred. So like it's plus one hundred even both ways. Um, I've got Optic is a better hard point team, and that's about it. I've got Boston as the better um search team. They they take both searches, but I've got Optic as a better control team. So basically it's like Boston wins one of the hard points, both con- both searches, and then that's the series. There's your three two. I don't know. I um I I I th- like I kind of think Boston wins this match. And again, if Optic does something against Toronto, then you'll see a huge outcry for um then this price will go. Then the Boston will be a plus, two, especially if Boston loses to subliners, which I think is very possible. If Boston loses to subliners and Optic holds holds their own against Toronto, or even if they don't, right? Even if they just lose three one and Boston loses to subliners, this goes up to plus two hundred. I think that's when you take Boston. Like, I don't mind it at this price. I'd probably grind it out with Boston, but like, I don't love it at this price. It's not. It's not a great price for me at this. Point, especially not a plus one twenty five and a plus one like I minus one fifty for the plus one and a half. I'd much rather have better prices. Plus seventeen and a half game one. That's not bad. I, I'd consider that. And for the hard point, I don't think optics hard point is nearly that good. Um, but yeah, I um, 
I think this is um I think this is this is a map this is something that Boston could win. I'm actually looking at this map three. There's some value here. Okay, map three Boston plus one and a half on a map three. It's even minus one fifteen. Um, and then also money line for Boston on map three is plus two sixty. That's some value there. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Um, now I do think Optic is the best control team, but controls are basically fifty fifty. So I I don't hate Boston there, especially not the plus one and a half at even. That's a really nice. That's really nice to be able to get, especially if that's just two defensive rounds. That's not bad at all. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think are you on Boston here, or do you think this is Optic's second win? What do you think? Yeah, um, boy, it's tricky. Again, this one's really priced well. I think just like the London Seattle match, and um, interestingly enough. I think there's a a little bit of value on uh, Optic minus one and a half. I see it at plus 110. Um, And yeah, the minus one and a half on that is, according to my model, about a 50-50 prop. If if Optic do win this, it should be in four maps or less. And if Boston wins this, it probably will be in a map five. Um, It's maybe the most clear cut in terms of that, like, type of specific outcome. Um... But it's it's a tough one to pick because, yeah, if you give me the money line prices, I would prefer Boston's actually. So maybe there's a, an interesting sort of middle opportunity here where you could take um, like Optic minus a map and a half and Boston plus a map and a half. Or no, sorry, that would be horrible. Take Texas like minus a map and a half and Boston to win outright, something like that. Uh, you get plus money on both sides and you think one of them should win. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. When the the prices are this accurate, it's tough for me to have one strong lean. But I will say, if the earlier matches go how we expect, right, Texas maybe loses to Toronto, Boston beats New York, could we see a better price on Optic? I don't know, right, because the Optic money might come in regardless. But um, that might be the way I want to pick it. I just... For whatever reason, my model does not like Boston that much. Um, and I know yours does like them a little more. So I think that's where we differentiate here. Yeah, I I would lean Optic with the minus a map and a half, but there's a pretty good chance I think we get a better payout if those initial matches with these teams go how they should go. Now, if Texas comes out and looks good against Toronto and Boston, you know, does whatever against New York, heck, if they lose or if they look okay in a win, then I think, right, regardless of what Boston does, this optic price goes skyrocketing um, and it's just gone. So it's a tough one for me to call. It's a wait and see if Texas looks okay competitive against Toronto but loses. That might be the best time to buy in on them, Um, especially at one and three then they'd be. they would really need this match to to vault them in the winner's bracket. So, yeah, a battle of the green teams uh, should be a good one. But, um, yeah, I lean optic just slightly. I will say that, like, I, my model, you're, well, you didn't accuse it, but you basically said my model is like a Boston homer. I mean, it's not, I mean, the thing is, I don't think it's my model. I doesn't likes, love them, but yeah. your model's hot, much higher on them yeah. than mine. Mine is... Very low on that. I, I think the issue from well, so right now my model has them ranked sixth, so like exactly middle of the pack team. I think my think my think the difference between the models is that mine just has optic seventh. Like that's the thing. I have mine seventh spot behind them. And I think it's not that my model likes Boston that much more because my model 
easily called for a three one phase there and that was a that was a beat down by phase. No, I uh I, I think it's just my model is lower on optic and I think it's that's the I think the only that's the key difference between between in that case. I just don't think Optic Texas is that good. I think there are like just because you beat F- Paris three one doesn't mean that all the issues are solved. I think this is a I think this is a toss up and I think if, if you give me if you're giving me plus one fifty on this on game day, I'm taking it on Boston. I don't especially That's fair. I, I think yeah. it could balloon up that high. Like I can see there being value on either side. So yeah, it, it, it's a tough one. I yeah. do think one thing with I'll say with Boston, they've been very impressive in search and destroy. First blood percentage, they've been just over fifty percent, but they're winning nearly sixty percent of the rounds that they play. So that might come down to earth a little bit. Either they will lose or win less first bloods and lose rounds, or they may not convert as well when they're not getting those first bloods. Um, we've already talked about Texas's first bloods. They're the worst in the league. Again, I think they're a good enough team where that will correct itself and they'll improve. So if that's the case, you know, I think Texas are the better hardpoint team. I think we start to see better search and destroys from them. And I think control they've been sneaky good at too. I I just I worry that Texas has hit their low point in the year and now is the bounce back. Um whereas Boston has kind of come out hot and people like that. They're a new team, they're hot, they look all right. Um But yeah, this this price obviously could fluctuate a lot between now and game time. And I think it could be the better for Texas. So if you like Boston, which it sounds like you like. I would take them now um, just on what I think might play out with them beating New York and then Texas maybe struggling against a Toronto team that we both like. Um, so if you like Boston, I, I'd go ahead and grab them now. Well, my model has the subliners not being being pretty competitive with Boston. So that's the issue, right? I, I don't – it's not a bad idea to pick them up now. Again, this is something where, like, I'm going to be watching that we're we're watching the Toronto optic game, right? We're like, okay, this Toronto wins map one. Okay, immediately bet Toronto minus one and a half against the even, then immediately bet Boston plus one and a half. Yeah. Like they're just yeah. immediately placed. I was like, okay, depending on who wins this map one, I'm going to place four bets. And it's like that's you know what you're doing, right? That's a debate. I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna depend. Like I I don't I don't know. I also don't think like. I think boss like subliners could surprise like because again it's a team change generally there's a honeymoon period after every team change been very few exceptions to that I I think that that New York's time is coming and I think that we're at a point where it'll be it'll be soon and I think that's where we're gonna get some better value on some of this stuff but I think for right now I think um, I think it's not quite there yet but um, I think maybe maybe against Boston like I would not be surprised if New York beat Boston at that point then you're getting an amazing price here so but anyway moving on to the last game of the weekend this is the last game before um uh, the, the before the major which will be 2 weeks after phase versus subliners phase minus 2 and a half plus 185 subliners plus 2 and a half Minus two fifty phase minus six fifty on the money line subliners plus three eighty five you can get a slightly better prices at that you can get plus two hundred on the plus one and a half on on bet three six five plus four hundred on the money line give me subliners here honestly now my model has this as a three one a pretty brutal beatdown of a three one two but again I kind of think subliners are are going to have some positive regression here I think. That they've made a team change. I think last week was bad because you just didn't have 
like you couldn't get any practice going with royalty. There's still, as you mentioned before, right? You mentioned with the last subliners game, royalty is is basically going to be playing from Canada, so that's a potential issue. But at the same time, like I don't, uh, I don't foresee this being like a huge issue with, uh, like I, I kind of think that. Like here's the thing: it's either Phase wins this three zero, or like Subliners takes it to a game five and wins. I think is probably the way this is gonna go. And like I just like at the way we're at right now, I think if Subliners, if here's the thing: if Subliners don't put up a fight against Boston, immediately bet the two minus two and a half. If Subliners take it, take that to a game five and or beat Boston, which I definitely think is also possible, then you look at Subliners here against Phase. Uh, what do you think? Do you think we're uh, do you think this is something that we're going to like, is this going to be a competitive final for the, for the, for stage one? Or do you think this is uh this is going to be a blowout? Yeah, I worry. I mean, I obviously talked a lot about the New York Boston match with my concerns about the internet with royalty and that whole thing. Um, yeah. I, I just worry if that's still an issue and they come out and lose to Boston, you're sitting at Owen four. Now, you know, you play phase last match before the major like I'm, I'm just worried they're going to turtle up a little bit, uh, and Faze might have the number one seed or number two seed to play for, and um, yeah, I think that matters. I think this New York team come LAN, like we saw, you know, at the last LAN kickoff classic, they looked solid. I think they can turn it up a notch. You know, everyone's playing. Uh, you know, there's zero ping for everybody. They are mostly a veteran team. You know, Hydra's now in his second year. And although royalty's new, he's got some good leadership looking over him. So I know you're bullish on New York this week just based on what we saw last week. The the logic makes sense, right? They didn't have any time to prepare last week. They got smoked. Now another week of practice. Maybe they look a little better. And maybe they do, but I think they're just they're really worried about or not even worried, but they're looking forward to LAN, even though they're gonna be in losers bracket, more likely than not. They're, they said, okay, we need to make this team change not so we can win online matches, but to look better on land. So, I don't know. This is a complete stay away for me for now. I think, right, Atlanta are a top three team. New York might be turtled up. Um, if New York, if the internet isn't an issue in their Boston match and they look competitive, then I might be willing to take them against Atlanta. And I don't think this price is going to move a ton especially if FaZe take care of Minnesota. So that could be where I come in on them if b- both teams do somewhat impressive work in their first matches. Yes, then it's New York or nothing for me, but I got to wait. I-, I just have to wait before I-, I make any sort of pick on this game. That's kind of how all of the Saturday-Sunday matches go for me. I want to see something before I decide on something, unless I think... I make some sort of contrarian play on Friday that works into Saturday or Sunday. Um, but yeah, there's there's just one too many variables for me to take New York right now. But if they look okay against Boston, I think that's the time to strike. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I mean, you always... Whenever you're playing... Whenever you're having a team against FaZe, I think you always risk that just 3-0 blowout. But, I mean, if FaZe... Here's the thing, especially if FaZe wins... They're playing. Who are they playing first? Minnesota. They're playing Minnesota. If they three zero Minnesota, then this is going to be like lazy phase. Like, okay, just get the win phase. And 
if because the thing is, you also forget that the subliners like they're playing for their lives here. Like they're basically guaranteed to start in losers bracket, I think. But like, if they get if they get a little higher, I think I actually have no idea how the seating works from the losers from the winners bracket to the losers bracket. I have no idea at all. So that's going to be a really interesting challenge to model. But like, I have no idea if it's going to be you play you play a locked team or you play like a different. I I don't think it's going to be like okay that the ninth team plays the loser of the first versus eight because that would actually suck really right because you could get there and you could you could be the ninth ranked team and then if the if the eighth team upsets the first ranked team you could be playing the first ranked team right so I actually have no idea how this is going to work so I think we're going to have to look at like I it's going to be interesting right but if subliners I mean I think they might have a chance to get in to the top eight it's very it's going to be a really tough go of it though like you yeah, they're, they're gonna need they're gonna need two upset wins and some help like actually they yeah, need boston they need boston to go two if they go boston o2 then they have the tiebreaker over them if they beat them and then boston loses to optic they would get over but at that point then you minnesota needs to lose two straight florida needs to lose two two straight then Paris would also need to lose. Actually, Paris is done anyways. But there, they need some chaos. You're gonna need like all that to happen, and then you're gonna need some chaos. So I don't, uh, I don't know. I think uh, there's a lot of important matches that are gonna happen here. But I think subliners are gonna. This is like a pride match for subliners, and phase may or may not be like fine tuning different maps by this point. So um, we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for the matches. Um, uh, yeah, I think yeah, that's it for the matches. Um, any other thoughts about this week? So, like, what's your? Give me like a hot take. What? Who's um? Who's gonna make like? Give me like. Is is Florida gonna make the winners bracket? Or no, actually, they only I think they only play one game. Um, is uh, they could they they could though right? If if things go crazy, like a two and three team to make winners bracket wouldn't shock me, right? Because like. Right now, right, if Minnesota is technically the eight seed right now, they're one and two. Like, you know, it with that many teams making winner's bracket, like you're going to have a two and three team in there somewhere. Um, hot take. Ooh, that's tough. I might say... Like... Toronto to be the number one overall seed. That would need some chaos to happen. But like... I can see it kind of happening. Like you would need phase to lose against Minnesota or New York, Seattle and London play each other. So you would need London to beat Seattle, which I think is pretty possible. Or Florida beat Seattle. Yes. Yes. The whole thing with Toronto and Seattle though, would be Seattle has the head to head. Uh, So that's the tricky thing with that. Um, I don't know. I think hot take for the major, and maybe we'll talk about this in a couple weeks. Like, there will be a team or two that starts in loser's bracket that might go on a run. And I think it could be New York. I think it could be Florida. Like, I don't see it being Paris. But we might see some crazy loser's bracket runs this year just with how competitive the whole league is. And that's honestly just super exciting to me. I wish we knew more about the layout. Like, you had mentioned, like, the one versus eight loser, like where do they go in losers bracket? That would be nice to know ahead of time. And maybe we get an announcement before the major. Also, yeah, is it a best of nine finale or is it 
a best of five or is it two best of fives if necessary? Like there's so many things that we still have, you know, we need answers to. The schedule um, too, but, right? Because 18 games, you still can't split that up four ways. There's still more than, that's like four games, four day, games a day plus two more games. So is that what, five on Saturday, five on Sunday? Like, could, yeah, could be. I don't, we'll see. It could be a jam pack. Yes, Sunday. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm super excited. We'll see how it plays out. Hopefully it's, you know, better than last year's format. Not that last year's major formats were bad, but. Um, they could definitely use some improvement. So, yeah, just adding more matches—that's one of them. So, um, good job on that. We'll see how it plays out. We can talk about it more next week. But, um, yeah, for now, I think the the winners bracket, losers bracket, kind of plays out how we expect. I'll say um, teams that start in losers bracket: Paris, obviously. I do think New York maybe go 0-2 this week and and are in the basement there with them. And then it comes down to like who of uh, Florida, Minnesota, Optic, maybe LAG fall down. I'll say Minnesota's in loser's bracket. And, yeah, Florida plays Seattle. Yeah, I'll say it's those four. I'll say Paris, New York, Florida, Minnesota. And, uh, yeah, tough stuff for them because, I mean, honestly, Minnesota, Florida, New York, like, they they are good teams. It's it's a shame that like we have a losers bracket even because so many of these teams are are what I think are still quality teams. But you know it's just how it is sometimes, and maybe their schedules get a little easier. I know we talked about um, before this stage even started. New York had a gauntlet of a schedule that they might not win a game from. Minnesota has a tough one where they might go one and four. Um, so maybe things turn around for them later this season. Um, or at the major, but uh, but yeah, we'll see. Obviously, a lot of COD to be played, um, and I'm looking forward to all of it. Yeah, me, me too. I mean, just looking at some of these matches, now again, this is they posted this two days ago. Their standings are wrong. They have Minnesota as the ninth team, Optic as the eighth team. We'll fix that for them. So right now, the matchups would be FaZe versus Minnesota. That'd be the one versus eight. Two versus seven would be Seattle versus LAG. It'd be Ravens versus Thieves, and then Toronto versus... It'd be Ultra versus Breach. Again, that's some some great matches there. Actually, straight up. Um, there's a lot of teams I'd take in those. I mean, obviously, FaZe over Minnesota. But, like, just looking through, like, LAG versus Seattle, I would not put... Might I would be a really competitive match. Yeah, like, that could go to five. LAG. That could go to five. Like, legitimately. Yeah. Like, again, LEG's had a lot of bad bounces, too, and they're not dead. Like, they're, they're a team that I could I could see going on a on a long run in, in the in the, mat, in the bracket itself. Then you've got um, Ravens versus Thieves. Again, Ravens are the third seed. Thieves are the fifth seed, or the sixth seed somehow. So, but that, I could see Thieves will probably be the favorites there, but London could definitely upset them. I'd love to bet London against the Thieves. And then you've got Ultra versus Breach. Well, Ultra should be favored there, but that's a Methods Revenge game, right? So I would not put that beyond, like, a, I would not, like, I would not be betting on Ultra against Methods. I think Methods will come out, like, and just, that's a classic Methods Revenge game. So, like, that, you could be looking, I can make a case for three out of the four winners bracket to be upsets. And then again, we have no idea who those teams are going to play after that. Again, good job, CDL. But no, I mean, um, yeah, we're gonna have to. Uh, yeah, it, it's gonna. There are some really interesting matchups going forward, and I think um, obviously we have a 
it's a it's it's kind of annoying that we're gonna have a whole week off, but that's okay. We can fine tune models and um and then build stuff for that. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see where we're going to go with this. And I think this, this year is kind of, while there is some things that are still the chalk league, especially when you're looking at some of the top teams, everything else is not the chalk league anymore. Like when you're looking at the top three teams playing everybody else, it's the top chalk league. But and whenever, whenever someone's, whenever someone's playing Paris, it's still the chalk league. But outside of that, a lot of these are very competitive. So I'm, I'm excited to see what we've got this week. Super excited. I'm already getting excited for the major. And uh, yeah, that middle season is going to be fun too. The, the there's going to be a Warzone tournament, and I'm I'm actually really excited to see what they've what we've got for the rest of the CDL season. So with that, I think that is good for this week. And yeah, we'll see you in uh, two weeks. Thank you, everybody. Yeah.